The Antidote is here with Eric O'Young of the band Future of Forestry. Eric, thanks for sharing your time with The Antidote. Yeah, it's great to be here, Dave. Thanks for having me. I understand that you adopted the name Future of Forestry from a poem by C.S. Lewis. How was it that this poem was such an inspiration for you? Um, well, in the beginning, it was just kind of a cool sound. The future of forestry is uh, just kind of rolls off the tongue. And um, it was actually the title of a C.S. Lewis poem that he wrote about a scenario in which uh, England has cut all of their trees down, and it's the future, and nobody knows what a tree is anymore. And um, he kind of describes the, the kids wandering around saying, what was autumn? Uh, because no no one knows anymore what trees uh, were like and and uh, what they looked like and how they contributed to people's lives. It's been a little bit of a um, relevant subject, being that these days um, we rarely see a beautiful sunset or, or scenery without having to take out our iPhones and take pictures of it and send it to our friends. And most often we just see it on a computer screen. And so um, we live a little bit like that, and so it kind of seemed like a relevant topic. Yeah, especially even more so every year now. Yep, definitely. Life is moving pretty fast, and so it's easy to forget who we are. Future of Forestry features a really diverse range of instruments in its songs. Do you plan your songs with those instruments in mind, or is it more instinctive? I would definitely say it's more instinctive. But at the same time, when I surround myself with the number of instruments, that tends to be what gets on the album. So if I place myself in a room, uh, often with a vibraphone um, or a glockenspiel, a harmonium, those are some of the typical things I surround myself with. They tend to just make their way onto the album, whatever kind of fits the mood of the song. Eric, you're the sole full-time member of Future Forestry, so how do you gather other musicians to participate on both recordings and on tour? In the beginning, it was kind of difficult because, uh, you know, finding those musicians uh, to invest in that, uh, you know, I didn't have a whole lot to give them um, other than, hey, I think I got a cool idea. Um, But now Future Forestry is kind of built an identity and um, a lot of musicians in the past few years have really been drawn to the creative process and the sounds that have been created. So now for them, it's something that they're excited about. And so it's a nice phase of future forestry to be drawing some fantastic musicians to the band to either tour or to record on albums. Your breakthrough was your debut album, Twilight. And that album was really quite an eye-opener for uh, listeners used to the typical music offered by Christian artists. But was this true to your vision, or was this part of the record label of Credential also influencing that? A lot of times I don't necessarily have a vision of who the album is going out to. And I know record labels like to have that, managers like to have that. Um, All the people whose job it is to get the album out, they like to have that, but... Sometimes from the artist's perspective, it's just making music. And so for me, um, I didn't care a whole lot whether the audience was Christian or not Christian. I just wanted to make good music, and I wanted to get it out there, and I wanted it to be honest. Well, to follow up in that same vein now, it's been said that Christians produce bad art. Do you feel there's any truth to that statement? You know, I think the sad thing is, is there's bad art in every genre of music, so... 
Um, I know that Christian music gets a bad rap for it. Yet at the same time, I have definitely got my feet wet in the Christian industry and have found a lot of really bad musicians. So um, I, I don't want to pick on Christian music, but yet, to be honest, I don't listen to a whole lot of Christian music because uh, a lot of it is kind of regurgitated music that is just trying to be like a lot of pop music out there. It's definitely tough to find good Christian music, and you got to do a lot of searching, and you got to spend a lot of time. True enough. Okay, so if you're not listening to Christian artists, who are you listening to right now? Who's playing in the van as you're going venue to venue? Oh, I'm listening to everything. I mean, um, it's been a good 25 years that I've been listening to you 2 um, so that's kind of been at the backbone of, of who I've listened to, but... As time has gone on, I've listened to everything from Radiohead to Jeff Buckley and other indie artists that I've been into that, um, you know, obscure bands that nobody had heard of. And and then just mellow artists like Alison Krauss and things where I don't have to sit down and analyze all the music, but just love listening to her voice and, and beautiful songs. 2009 and 2010 saw the release of Future Forestry's travel series of EPs. Can you describe this project and how the three releases relate to and or differentiate to one another? Well, the travel series was a very organic process because I didn't kind of create the entire series in my head and then write them. Um, It was more that I started writing them and they started developing on their own and I enjoyed that process. So... There is a, a, a definitely a variety between them. Um, I'll start with the similarities, though. The similarity is that I, I wrote the first travel album and the song called Traveler's Song. And I like the idea of traveling through life because it, the chorus says, you will feel it all, the brightest and the darkest. And so it's like life and all of its ups and downs and all of its dark and, and bright. Um, it, that's what life is. It's those, it's those extreme experiences. And I wanted to capture that in some songs. And so I said, well, why don't I write, you know, three albums in a series called Travel? So how they differed is um, each one had its own mode of travel. The first one was traveling through the air. And so uh, the cover is Amelia Earhart, you know, flight scene with, uh, you know, a girl standing in front of a airplane. And the second one is traveling through the sea. It's kind of an old Art Deco style girl standing in front of a big ship. And then the last one is kind of a 1960s feel of a girl standing in front of a, uh, a car. And uh, so each one has its mode of travel, and I tried to reflect that mode of travel by the sounds that are, are happening on the album. I'm also curious about the 18-track compilation, a film and TV collection. How did Future Forestry find such acceptance in both television and film? I think what film and television is looking for is sounds that are different. They're not going to want something on their movie that just sounds like everything else. And so I think people have been drawn to the instruments that we've been talking about. And so when you take away the lead vocal, you're left with all these crazy sounds that sometimes are missed because you're listening to the vocal and you don't realize that they're in there. And so um, that's kind of been... Uh, something that the record label saw as as something they wanted to get out there and that people have been using uh, for different film and television usages. So you're telling me that they axed your vocals out of the songs? Um, Yeah, they come with instrumental versions as well. So a lot of times film and television companies 
they want to hear the the version with the vocal, but they also want to hear it without the vocal, so that they can kind of pick and choose uh, depending on you know where they are in the scene and what they want to do with it, whether it's commercial use or uh, you know a movie or something. Well, here, I'm going to throw my own opinion on this. I really love your vocals. I think you do just a fabulous job of that. Oh, thank you. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it's been a work in progress. A lot of people are just born great singers, and and you just go, wow. Uh, For me, I I really had to work at it. I I went to college and studied um, vocal pedagogy, which is kind of the, the science and the art of learning how to teach vocals, just because it was it was such an important process to me. Future Forestry's latest release, Young Man Follow, seems to offer a more simplified musical approach in comparisons to some of your previous releases. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, it is, and I'm glad that you picked up on it. And um, that was kind of the approach that I wanted to take. I, um, I read a blog of another artist saying, talking about making songs that they, they love forever and that they would want to listen to. And I just like... I just thought that was a great idea, which might sound silly, because of course you would want to listen to music that you make, but a lot of times artists make music just to simply be creative and just to push themselves. And as the travel series developed, I think each one consecutively kind of pushed to a different level of creativity, which I enjoyed. Um, But after doing that series, I kind of wanted to step back and say, I just want the most important thing on this album to be the songs, not the creativity, not just trying to come up with a different sound or something, but a song that somebody can take home with them and love for a long time. Can we talk a little bit about the lyrics of the title track from the new album, Young Man Follow? Can you give us your inspiration for writing this song? Yeah, the idea of Young Man Follow is really about looking for people in our lives that we look up to. And, um, you know, depending on how old you are... um, you know, a lot of people find themselves trying to figure out how to live their lives and trying to figure who who they want to be. And uh, one of the most amazing things is to actually have another person in your life that you can go, you know what, I, I want to be like them. You know, of course you'll be different, but they're living and and they have a value system and a faith system and, and the way that they treat people and the way that they love others. And you want to be like that. And um for me, that that was what that subject was. It was about looking and searching for those people to follow after. And have you had an older mentor like that in your life? You know, I've never had like um, the official mentor, but I've had a lot of people that I look up to. And a lot of what this album was about is actually my father-in-law, um, who lives in Albuquerque. And um, I look up to him, and he's become a really important figure in my life when... I'm kind of going through dark times or or whatever decision-making processes and and just need to kind of have a helping hand and someone that I can follow after. If you could provide a single defining statement to describe future forestry, what would it be? Well, the last song on the uh, Young Men Follow album is Love Be Your Mantra. So I think that sums it up pretty much in that one statement, a mantra being kind of the way you live your life and and the belief system that drives you. I've seen and been a part of a lot of people getting hurt. And, um, you know, being that this, this radio station is considering kind of people of all faiths and yet is taking a somewhat odd approach to Christianity, saying, you know, talking about Christian music not sucking. Uh, which I think is kind of funny. But um, 
you know, in that in that world, I have seen a lot of people hurt and myself have been hurt. And um, I've realized that my job in this life is to love others and of anything that I have to offer, that um, that's pretty much what I am and, and what I can offer. Well, Eric, I have to thank you for your visit with The Antidote and sharing your artistry. Absolutely, Dave, and uh, I'd be happy to uh, chat with you guys uh, at any time.